Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Well, I'm all right. I'm still trying to be a spy from last time. And how's that going? Well, I'd look online. Yeah. See if I could do one of them online spy courses. Yes. I couldn't find anything. Oh, do they exist? I don't know. Maybe they're on the dark internet, hidden from from the common person. Nice. That's it then. You've got to be a good spy to be able to find those courses. But if I want to train to be a spy, I need to do the course first. It's a catch-22. Well, it is. I couldn't find anything to do with spying, so I signed up for a course in dog grooming. Okay. Because belt a lovely dog. So you're going to groom dogs online, are you? Oh, I never thought of that. That would be quite good. <laughs> right then, so what are we talking about today? Myths and legends. Myths and legends. Let's do it. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock Your Ass. Right then, I would like to start off by telling you about the Wallace Taylor Giant White. Oh, okay. Is this a myth or a legend? It's a moth. <laughs> it's a moth. Okay. <laughs> I think there might have been a typo when I told you what today's category was. Not moths, <laughs> then. Myths. Myths. Oh. Do you want to hear about this moth, then? If you've done the research, we'll hear about the moth. Okay, it's the Wallace Taylor Giant White. Yeah. And it is really interesting. It's got a wingspan of around 10 centimetres. That's, like, huge mungus. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at it from the top, it looks a bit like a Ken Dodd type of moth. Ken Dodd? Do you, well, people won't know who Ken Dodd is. Uh, okay, it looks like... Like a troll. A troll. <laughs> with a very furry head and then like two eyes yeah. and then like almost like a mouth. Oh, okay. But the, it is unique because it is the only moth in the world that eats other moths. Oh. It is actually. Yeah. It's got like little front teeth and then it, it'll catch a moth and sort of, I don't know whether it sucks it or shreds it. But anyway... It uh, it takes the juices of other moths. Ooh. So it's a bit of a unique one. And they camouflage themselves by, like, in big off, uh, blocks of flats. Not flats. Um, blocks of big, flats. Not in a block, block of flats. <laughs> like these buildings in America. They're coloured so that they blend in with buildings. Okay. And then at night they come out and then hunt down other moths. Oh. You see? So they can only live in the town. It's because they're an urban moth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that what you've been building up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I can't believe I, I walked into that one. <laughs> it was good though, wasn't it? It was good. i tell you what I wanted to know. Yeah. What is the difference between a myth and a legend well a legend is supposed to be based on some historical facts right so there may be an element of truth 
in the legend. But that's not ever been proven. Not necessarily. It can't have been proven. It's historical facts that have kind of been exaggerated to a point that kind of is romanticised, I suppose. Okay. But if you think of something like Santa Claus, so that is a legend if you believe that there was a Saint Nick <laughs> uh, and that sort of thing. Well, are you trying to tell me that Santa Claus is a myth? Or a legend. A legend. Father Christmas is a legend, but only like Elvis Presley was a legend in his own lunchtime. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, do not panic. We're 16 weeks away from Christmas. And of course, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, he is real. This is just Stacy being silly. I'm not saying he's not real. Legends are based on facts. And a myth, then. So a myth is kind of like a story, a fable, or some sort of folklore that is never really based on fact. And it tries to teach people a lesson, or a lot of myths are there to scare children, aren't they? Um, but there's never really any historical facts, no real evidence that anything is true. So you're telling me now the bogeyman's not real? Didn't say that. Myths and legends, then. Let's start with a myth have you got a myth one of my favorite myths is the Loch Ness Monster which is a really famous popular one but I think it's one of those ones it's quite a modern myth in the fact that it's something that really was only established by photography like 1930s but the myth of the Loch Ness Monster goes back to the 7th century is that right yeah but people claim to have seen something in the lock and then the myth went away until someone took a photograph in the 30s claiming that this was the real Loch Ness Monster and Loch Ness Monster was back but it was fake that photograph like them fairies in the garden yeah like those fairies that those girls pretended were real and they cut them out of paper yeah but people still now are taking pictures at the lock and claiming that they've seen the Loch Ness Monster and although the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster have reduced in the last few years there's still two or three per month people claiming that they've seen the Loch Ness Monster Mm. have you ever been up to Loch Ness? I've not been to Scotland it's on my bucket list I went with Owen a couple of years ago we did a cycling holiday and went past the Loch Ness I did not see a monster. She wasn't there. I know you're telling everybody out there, but I like how you tell me, like, I never knew you went to Scotland. I know you know. It's like, I just thought I'd tell you now, two years ago, I went to Scotland. (laughs) No, No, I know you know. When we were there, we were taking photos, hoping that when we got back to our hotel we'd look at them and there'd be like a little shadow in the background just something but alas no have you got any myths that you like i think my favorite myth is pandora's box oh okay have you you know that one um i know of it vaguely yes well pandora it's a greek myth yes and pandora was supposed to be the first woman ever created like eve right and she was given a large box or a it might have been a a jar but she was given a large container and she was told never to open it i think the analogy is with the tree of good and evil right yeah so she was told never to open the box and of course the one day she had to open the box 
and all the evils of the world came out of it until she got the box closed and the only thing left inside it was hope. Ah. So that's Pandora's box. But the why I like the myth mm. is when I was doing my A-level in law, yeah. I studied about the Pandora box murder. Oh, what's that? Well, a gentleman in America, this was in the 1940s. Yeah. He found out that his wife was having an affair. Yeah. And so he devised a way to get rid of her. Okay. And he said to her, it's very dangerous, don't open that box that's down in the cellar. Right. So she didn't open it for a few months. And then... Her daughters came in and said that they'd seen their dad putting some things into the box and he told them to get away, they weren't to look in it, which, of course, intrigued this woman even more. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, of course, the one day she opened the box... Right. ...and her body parts were scattered for several hundred feet, apparently. Was there a bomb in the box? There was a bomb in the box. There was a big trial. Yeah. Now, the husband's defence was that he had plenty of witnesses to say that under no circumstances was she to open the box. It was extremely dangerous. And in the end, the jury and the judge decided that he'd made the box so intriguing that no normal person, and especially not your wife or your spouse, would be able to resist not looking in the box. Yes. And so he lost his defence and he uh, he ended up in prison for life. And so there's a section in law called Pandora's Box Principle, yeah. which means that even if you left a loaded gun and you said to somebody, don't go near it, yeah. if you left it with a deliberate intent of knowing they might go near it and get injured, yeah. then you're liable for them getting injured. Yes, yeah. So. Would you have opened the box? Yes, I'd have been halfway across America. <laughs> I'd open the box, I'd have opened the box for it to have the detonator on it. See, I don't think I would have. Wouldn't you? No, I don't think I would. You see, that's why you'd make a rubbish spy. Yeah, if someone tells me don't look in there, I go, okay, fine, don't, I won't look, that's it. Yeah, no, I'd have had the box open. <laughs> That'd have been it. I would have probably shook it about a bit first, but then it would have probably still blown up. Yeah. Next up will be Rough Giraffe. Legends, then. Okay. So what do you think the top five most famous legends are? This was in the UK. It's difficult because every time I try to think of a legend, I end up thinking it might actually be a myth. It's quite difficult for me to differentiate them because, like, King Arthur is a myth. King Arthur is a legend. But there wasn't a King Arthur. Well, there was a King Arthur. Right. But there definitely was a Merlin, and there definitely was a Morgana, and a Sir Lancelot. So I think we'd have to assume that part of the story is true. Okay. And they were all around at the same time? No. Okay. But there is some historical fact to the story. Okay, so that's a legend. Yes. Okay. So is that in your top five? That is in the top five. So is Robin Hood in your top five as well? It is. It's n- And funny enough, it's number two. Number one yeah. was a myth that is now a legend. Oh, because they found some truth to it. Yes. Is it about a king? No. 
It's about a place. Oh, what is it? Atlantis. Oh, okay. So they've they've worked out now where very possibly where it was. Yeah, so there was a a city under the water. No, there was a city on one of the Greek islands. Yeah. And there was a huge volcano or a something and it sunk under the water. Right, okay. And they've used a lot of satellite images and things now. Yeah. And they've now worked out that they found the stories about Atlantis are quite precise. Yeah. And they found a place. It's underwater. It would have been a town. There are streets and things on it. Yeah. And they found evidence that would have been humans there. Not mermaids. Not mermaids. Okay. And it's only about 200 miles or so from where the story is supposed to be. Oh, okay. So that is was a myth. Yeah. And then that's now turned into a legend. And that would be really funny. Well, not funny, but... It started off as a myth, and it'll go into a legend, and they may very well find out that it's true. And so it's just fact. So it could go from a myth to a fact. That doesn't happen very often. No. That is number one on the list. Okay. Number two is Robin Hood. Okay. And number three is King Arthur. Yeah. Number four is Lady Godiva. Now... Oh, okay. That was a strange legend... Because I thought that was true. I thought that was true as well. That's the lady, that she, she rode through the town naked in Coventry. Yeah, because her husband wouldn't lower the taxes or something. Yeah. He said he'd lower the taxes the day she rode through Coventry naked. And so she took all her clothes off and rode through the town. Did he lower the taxes? Well, yeah, as far as I know. So in what way is Lady Godiva a legend? That doesn't explain it? I don't know. I don't know. But the other one is El Dorado. Is that the city of gold? It is. Now, I'd have just thought that was a myth. Yeah, that's just fanciful nonsense talk. But, I mean, would it be based on when there was a bit of a gold rush? I'm sure there were plenty of times when people were interested in, you know, finding cities of gold. Right. But whether it's... I don't know. When when, when did that legend start from some the 14th and 15th century i think from the conquistadors hmm. uh and the fountain of youth is that a legend and not a myth oh where's that well you see i don't know where it is otherwise i'd be there wouldn't i <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this podcast <laughs> do you want me to tell you about a few urban myths i wanted some urban myths yes please so is that the same as urban moths (laughs) not quite not quite they're not so camouflaged what what do you understand by the term urban myths i understand it to be a story that is extremely believable and goes into common telling as a true story yeah so things that that become real yes so my urban myths i suppose they border on what could be called misconceptions is that a myth conception (laughs) it's the misconception yeah okay so my first one is something that i come across a little bit too often in my day-to-day life in my work right and i suppose this must be something that boys are told at school or maybe they just aren't told the truth and so they believe it but but more more than you'd think i men think that urine is stored in their testicles do they they do 
Yeah. Right. And Do they not know they've got a bladder? Well, they don't quite understand how it's all connected because for some men, when they get a full bladder, they get a little pain in their testicles. So they think that when they pee and the pain goes away, it's because they had full testicles and now it's emptied okay but how they think they're holding half a litre of urine in their testicles i've no idea have you not seen those japanese videos no some of them get two litres in in their testicles yeah have you oh. not seen those videos no and i'm not i'm not looking either and well you don't have to look but there you go there's a sex and bondage mention in every episode and that's <laughs> it <laughs> So I would say maybe once a month I meet a, a, a patient who thinks that urine is, is stored in his testicles and I have to explain to him that it's it's in his bladder. Do you go, it's a very common misconception. I, I do, and from now on I will say it's a very common misconception. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The other... I suppose, misconception is that if you cut a worm in half, it'll grow into two worms because it won't. I think it'll just die. No, the front half of it can continue as a worm. It grows a little bit at the back of it, but the back half will just shrivel up and die. But I think you have to cut it in just the right place in order for it to be able to survive. I don't think you can cut it just below its... I was going to say just below its head, but where would that be? I had a couple of urban myths. Mm. One of them is the one... If you put a tooth in a glass of Coca-Cola in the morning, it's dissolved. How long does it take for a tooth to dissolve in Coca-Cola? Longer than overnight. Could it actually dissolve eventually? I wonder whether it would evaporate before the tooth actually um, dissolved in it. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the other one was that a few years ago, people in America, they they were getting bought drinks in bars Mm. and then they would wake up and they've had their kidney taken away. Is that true? No, it's obviously not true. Otherwise, it would be a fact and not an urban myth. (laughs) So where did that come from? Well, I don't know where it came from. It was something to do with people wanting to sell their kidneys. Yeah. They said that um, a businessman in America was bought drinks by a stranger. Then he woke up in a bath of iced water and he was covered in blood. Mm. And there's a phone next to him and a note that says, please call 911, we've taken your kidney. And uh, they... It was removed by criminals who were going to sell it on the black market. It's not true, though, is it? Well, no, because in America, then, the National Kidney Foundation put an appeal out and said, if this happens to anybody and you wake up and your kidney's missing, then please let us know. And uh, nobody's come forward yet. Do you think that that man had drunkenly sold his kidney? Or do you think it didn't happen at all? It didn't happen. And he just made it up? Uh, I just think it was made up. Or the world made it up. Because that's quite a common theme. I've seen a few films where people have woken up with organs missing. I filled in my census form as my religion was Jedi. Right. And uh, we were told that if enough people filled out Jedi as a religion on the census form, then the religion would become real. They'd have to make it official. And? Well, obviously it's not true. Just because... Because the item's put down on the census form. Yeah. 
it doesn't it's not grounds that it, it'll be official do you have to be a practicing jedi thousands and thousands of people put jedi as their religion yeah but there's never been a religion set up with it is jedi a religion though no i mean a religion i suppose what they worship gods or i don't think they do that in jedi don't know but it's not true so the jedi is not recognized as a religion in this country no, no. Have you got another urban myth? The five second rule. The five second rule. If you drop food on the floor, oh. then, you, then you can eat it if you pick it up within five seconds. That depends where you drop it. No, germs will get on it straight away. No, I mean germs will get on it anyway, but it depends where you drop it as is to whether you want to pick it up again. I would never eat anything I dropped in any place in my own house because I just know when I pick it up it'll have cat hair on it or cat pee or cat pee or i don't know whatever they've walked in vomit all sorts that basically the floor is covered in cat detritus and um i do not want that in my mouth hey there who's that what's the name of a wonky cat he looks like than any cat around kipper hey that's kipper hey that's kipper the wonky You know what time it is. Is it time for Kipper? It is time for Kipper. And yeah. we have a couple of questions for Kipper today from the outside world. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, is Kipper there? Kipper is here. Kipper, come here. Oh, there you are, Kips. Looking gorgeous in the cravat. He looks great. He got caught in the rain. I didn't want to mention the fuzz. No, 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 it's not a bad thing. It makes his fur feel amazing. It's like, you know those Timothée adverts where the women bathe in the waterfalls? It makes his fur all lovely and soft. Okay, just stick with the cravat, Kipper. (laughs) So, Kipper, we have two questions this week. We have a question from our mates at Besotted Geek Podcast. Remember them, Mum? They called you adorable. I am still adorable and um, available. Oh, okay. Putting that out there. So they say, Kipper, we all know that dogs go to heaven, but where do cats go? Anglesey, I thought. Anglesey? Yeah. What's in Anglesey for cats? It's like the uh, they go over the end to the bridge and then uh, they go over the bridge into cat heaven. But the portal into cat heaven is at Anglesey. Oh. Didn't you know that? No. It's a, it's a common legend. Oh, what's in cat heaven? Mostly pilchards. Pilchards, couches and cravats. And cardboard boxes. Oh, yeah, you got to have a cardboard box. Kipper, what would be heaven for you? <laughs> <laughs> he does like milk. That's not good for you, Kipper. No, he has special cat milk, though. It's like a weird grey colour. They've taken all the goodness out. Can you not just give him soy milk? I'm not buying him soy milk. Oh, OK. It's cheap enough. Yeah, but you can just have the grey cat milk. Oh, OK. Kipper, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to send you there. We're just... No, 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 Kipper, this isn't... We're not, like, booking you in. This isn't, like, Dignitas or anything. It's not like me. (laughs) They've already got me booked, haven't you? Yes, and Mum, tell me again. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kipper. 
That's great. He just likes it to be warm, so he might as well go to hell. No, it's warm. Not hot. No, what he needs is a big fur sheepskin rug by the side of a an arga. He loves a blanket. The, the minute you get a blanket out, he is on it. The thing is, I think that might be genetic. Do you think I've bred that into him? I think you have, because I, I've bred blankets into you. We're a blanket family. We are a blanket family. In all respects, the first thing we go for when we sit on a sofa is to get a blanket. Yeah, it's like an automatic thing. You don't even realise you're doing it. You just sit down, blanket on, done. I've got another question. Okay, for Kipper. For Kipper. Now, Mum, there's this really great podcast that I listen to. It's called I Shake My Head and it's the hosts are Lisa and Sam. They're in Canada. I've not even heard of this one. They're friends and they basically sit in their car and record the podcast. I should be listening to that later. And where are they? They are in Canada. Oh, I do you know what? I'm a bit part Canadian. Are you? What part? I um, I think a left foot. Oh, okay. My great, right, hang on, my great great grandfather was a voyageur. So was that a voyeur or a voyageur? A voyageur. A voyageur. Okay. They were people. I think who used to go and take people to trap fur, but I think it was Quebec. Okay. Hi, this is Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head. Just saying a big shout out to Kipper, Mom, and Stacy. Hey guys, how's it going? Hello, Lisa. Hello, Sam. Say hello, Kipper. Yeah. What's the weather like? You know what? We feel like we're kind of in the UK with you today, don't we, Samantha? <laughs> we do, Lisa. Yeah, and it's because it's a rainy day. Pissy. And it's cold. And it's cold. So in my mind right now, Samantha, where am I? The UK. Absolutely. <laughs> What's the weather been like here? Well, here, mostly pissing down. <laughs> and then we get it all sunny. I don't know whether you understand the concept of pissing down in other parts of the world. Just to say that I've possibly got trench foot. <laughs> Is it your Canadian trench foot? It's my Canadian trench foot. <laughs> it was so wet, my hall flooded. Oh, you better go and see the doctor. No, that that's me hall, that's not me back passing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what's the question then? I have a question for Kipper. <laughs> Kipper. I know that you're I know you go by the name Wonky Cat. I don't know what that's all about. Nope. But anyways, I can appreciate that. But Kipper, here's my question for you. Being a royal family person myself. She has a whole collection. Love the royal family. Crazy. I want to know if you've had the opportunity to go and play with Queen Elizabeth's corgis. Oh, good question. Yeah, I know, right, Samantha? Because here's the thing, Kipper. In Canada, a lot of cats and dogs mix together and live in the same house and play and get along just fine. True that. I think the dogs still don't always love the cats because you cats got attitude. Toots. So, Kipper, what do you think about the Queen's corgis? <laughs> that's an unusual question. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's two dog-related questions to a cat. It's a bit weird, isn't it? And I've got a dog here. Nobody asked Belle a lovely dog a question. Belle's got a fan. Belle, you've got a fan. Belle, wake up! You've got a fan. I've seen on Twitter, hashtag Team Belle. <gasps> is it to do with Belle the lovely dog? It is. <gasps> Bella, lovely dog. If only you'd wake up. Oh, no, don't say it like that. It sounds so sad. If only she'd wake up. <laughs> anyway, back to the question. 
Kipper, what do you think? <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that answers your question, Lisa and Sam. They're no wiser now, are they, really? Not really. Just so everybody knows who we are, we are Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. And we want you guys to listen to us because we are two people who probably shouldn't be friends. Shouldn't be. But we are. We put up with each other. And have been for a very long time. <laughs> Sometimes too long to think, it, traumatizing to think back that long. We've been friends so long, why quit now? So that's us from Canada, wanting to say hello, and now I guess we're wanting to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, sir. It's a great podcast. It's really fun. I really enjoy it. I've not heard this podcast but I'm definitely, definitely, in the next half an hour, going to be listening to it. Good. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. Got a few people on on the Twitters who have sent us a few of their favourite myths and legends. Right. So I've got Tom from That King Thing podcast and he says he enjoys a lot of periods in history but his favourites have to be the Libertalia do you know what that is? Libertalia? No. It's the pirate haven in Madagascar. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I think it's also known as Liberatia. The free town. Yeah, so he likes the crusader tales and the stories around their purpose. And it has links to the Holy Grail. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. So what else we got? Pete from Smorgasbord. That's at Smorgasbord. He says he loves classic Greek-Roman mythology. He would have liked the Pandora's box then. That was for you then. He likes the Odyssey and he also likes everything in Ovid's Metamorphosis. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, I do. I've read that. It's Ovid. Ovid. It's 15 books with over 250 myths in it. It's a poem, I suppose. So just so that we know, it is. if you're going to be looking this one up, it's Ovid and Metamorphosis, not what she's just said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, OK. <laughs> Ovid, Metamorphosis. And then Gillian Carouche at Firebird. Right. Hello, Gillian. I don't know Gillian. No, I don't know Gillian either. Is she a new listener? A new listener, a new fan. A new fan. Hello, Gillian. Uh, it's nice to have you. Gillian says her is an archetypal theme started with Eros and Psyche and her, which has seen many incarnations. Her favourite is East of the Sun, West of the Moon. Right. Do you know Eros and Psyche? I do. Well, Eros is... Uh, Cupid. Is Cupid. Yes. Psyche's like the most beautiful human, isn't she? And he falls in love with her. All I, let me just try and think now. Psyche's, she's very beautiful. Yes. Psyche's father's trying to get her married off, but she doesn't want to marry anyone. And then Eros kind of, I was going to say tempts fate, but he they, they go to speak to the Oracle to see Psyche's fate. And the Oracle says that 
she must marry an ugly man and then Eros pretends to be an ugly man and so she marries him but is never allowed to see his face and then she has a sneaky peek. It's a bit like Pandora. That's right. And then um, she has to try and prove that she really does love him Um, and then I think she becomes immortal. She proves her love and is able to to join him um, in immortality. I think that's about the gist of it. Yeah, now, wait a minute. She goes to look at his face. Oh, yeah, and she drops oil on his face. And she drops the... She's got the candle, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she drops hot oil on and him. A, and he goes into the sky and disappears forever. And she cries. Typical. And she and it says... They, they give her um task to prove her love. Yeah. I, I don't know all. I know it ends happy in the end. Yeah, I think they end up together. I'm going to have to read it now. <laughs> I was trying to read it before. It's quite a long one. It's been a long time since I read that. But that was good. We had an interesting one on Instagram. So we're on Instagram as well, Mum. I don't know what Instagram is. Pictures, innit? Is it? Yeah, so you don't have to read words. It's got pictures. Is that like my Spanish point-and-shoot book for when I go in the shops? (laughs) Yes. List just everything I want in photographs. Exactly. Okay, so Instagram, yeah. So on Instagram... I'll tell you what, though. What? You're going to be impressed. I'm on WhatsApp. Oh, are you? Yeah. Who are you WhatsApping? I don't know. <laughs> but you're on there. So we had a message from the Black Eyes podcast. Hello, Black Eyes podcast. Hello, Black Eyes podcast. And they say that we should look at the Belmez faces. The what? Belmez faces. Have you heard of this? Mm, no, I can't. Belmez faces. It's Spanish. Is it the stone? Yeah, so it's about the woman, uh, a Spanish woman who started having faces appear in her in her stone floor in the kitchen. Right, okay. And they kept pulling up the stones. This was... Uh... seven In the 70s. Yeah. It started. So they start pulling up the stones, getting rid of them, replacing them, and the faces just keep appearing. And in the end, the government came in and ripped her floor up and replaced it with concrete. To say, look, okay, fine, it's now concrete. They thought it might be some paranormal. Oh, so when, sorry, when the when the government came in and ripped up her floor, they found skeletons underneath it. No, is that right? Yeah, they found skeletons, but without their heads. They're no skulls. Oh. They came and took away all of the skeletons and concreted her floor and then faces came back that'd be a bit scary is this like an urban myth or is this no true i'm looking at pictures photographs of the stones and they do look like they've got faces in them but were they real well that's the thing they thought that this woman in the end was probably doing it herself but when she died and you know someone else took over the house they still were coming up Oh, were they? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh. That's a difficult one because is it a myth? No, because they're there. But did did they just get another family member to come in and put the faces on? I don't know. So it's still going on. But would the next person just carry the thing on? If it was me, I would. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that. You know that woman who went into the church and repainted Jesus? Oh, that is one of my favourite things. Every so often I I google that picture you said go and have a look I love that oh that was that's so funny I'm gonna have a look at it now can't remember what it's called I used to just put in repainted Jesus here we go botched restoration
version of Jesus Fresco. I think it's the best one ever. It is hilarious. And, and people might not know about this. Okay, so people at home who don't know, just Google repainted Jesus and it will come up. This was from 2014, just a few years ago. It was an 83-year-old lady called Cecilia and she's an amateur painter and she attempted to restore this century-old fresco of Jesus and he looks like a character from Planet of the Apes and not the new version. He doesn't look well, does he? And this is... See, this one is better because it's not a myth or a legend. I bet that will go into legend. (laughs) Yes, yes. Because eventually even that one will fade away. It says here at the bottom of this article I'm reading that however ugly the fresco may be, the picture is stamped on the town's lottery tickets and the nearby vineyards are fighting over the right to use the image on their wine labels. Yeah, now, if you actually put in uh, repainted Jesus into Google... Yeah. ...and then look at the images, you will see even there's, like, Banksy-type pictures, and they've all redone the pictures for themselves, like... They've turned, they've got masks of it. Yeah, T-shirts. There's the, there's the Virgin Mary with the baby Jesus with the same face. Oh, I'm just looking at this one, this one where they've got like a 3D face mask. Oh, that's hilarious. And then they've got um, a cake. <laughs> oh, oh I, do, I do love that painting. It's one of my favourite things. I like the one with where it's the uh, baby Jesus with mary oh i'm looking at that (laughs) (laughs) is that good the one where he's on at the last supper yes (laughs) see so Uh... really they moaned about it but it's probably brought more fame oh completely so i also have uh some bulgarian myths Is it from? From Maria. Hello, Maria. She sent me quite a long thing about Bulgarian myths, but the one that I found most interesting was about diseases. Right. In Bulgarian folklore, diseases are seen as demonic creatures sent by God to punish people for their sins. Okay, well, that was pretty much this thing here as well they were thought to be usually female creatures right ugly frightful filthy and shabby oh my god i'm a demonic myth (laughs) the plague is an old ugly woman with long tousled hair long bony arms with long nails dressed in black shabby clothes She's not a spy then, and she'll be dressed in navy blue. And usually the plague carries a baby in nappies that she often likes to swaddle in wool. She hits her victims with arrows, and according to the beliefs, she does not come for specific people, but when there are many sinners to kill. Despite her ugly appearance, plague loves cleanliness and is merciful towards old people and widows by not killing them. So that's her. She sounds like a bowel of laughs. Um, And then the varicella. Do you know what varicella is? You mean the virus? Yeah. Whatever it is. Chicken pox, yeah? Yeah. So it's represented by three maiden sisters who, in contrast with all, all other diseases, are not ugly. They are usually nice and friendly and they attack children. 
What are their names? Valencilla, did you say? Varicella. The girls are called... Valencilla. No, not Valencilla. <laughs> They're called Edritza, Brusnitza and Sitnitza. And I'm sure Maria is, is like... Ah... Hang on a minute. I know that's not true because they were in the Eurovision Song Contest a year before last. <laughs> see, Maria, you're making all that up. These sisters, they get angry when they see water boiling or an animal such as a hen, pig or a goose being slaughtered and put in boiling water. So they don't like hot water. Okay. Now then, I tell you what, I don't know whether it's true or is a, a legend. Yeah. That, what you call it, combustion. Oh, um, spontaneous combustion. Yeah, what do you think? So when I was younger... I thought it was real. That was all the rage. It's like... What, just being spontaneously combusted? <laughs> oh, it was on the TV all the time. I remember it was on, like, Strange But True and Unsolved Mysteries... And they were doing experiments on pigs where they were putting them in rooms and trying to get them to combust. That's right. And I thought it was a real thing. But is it a real thing? I don't know. It kind of died out as a thing. Funnily enough, I was thinking about this like a couple of weeks ago about how nobody spontaneously combusts anymore. Well, I always believed that you could only spontaneously combust if A, you were fat... Yes. B, you'd been drinking a considerable amount of alcohol. And you sat next to the fire. You sat next to the fire and possibly you were a smoker. Yes. And you have to, like, fall asleep or something, don't you? Yeah, you have to fall asleep in front of the fire and not feel the fire melting your legs. <laughs> yes. I don't know whether these people have died of a heart attack, perhaps. Yes. And then gradually cooked away. Yes. Like a bit of a slow cooker job. Yeah. And then because they're big, all the fat's melted. Yeah. And then the fat gradually drains away. <laughs> and all... <laughs> It's gross. <laughs> it is gross. Or maybe they were drinking, they had a bit of like gin on their top and then they were having a cigarette and a bit of, and fell asleep and a bit of ash falls down and catches onto the alcohol and up they go but they would notice I think you're right that they've had to have either been so drunk that they can't wake up or they've had a heart attack and died Mm. well you see there's also the one about the couple that spent a night in the hotel room and it's really stinky yeah and they in the end they called the front desk yeah and they say you can smell this it's horrible so this yeah they emptied the room out and they pull the mattress up and they find that the hole's been cut in the bottom end of the mattress and there's a body in it. Now, you see, uh, I surely think that that must have happened at some point. I'm sure, but maybe not as um, often as the myth would suggest. It wouldn't be a myth, that would be a legend with a whole dose of truth in it. I don't know about all the people involved, but there would be a case of somebody cutting a mattress to put a body in and then go leave in surely yes yes i'm sure there is i have some exciting news (gasps) ma'am okay today we got over a thousand downloads in total yeah we are now at 1010 
downloads overall since we started, which is what, three, four months ago? There's somebody in South, South Africa. Did you know that? I know there's a lot of people in South Africa. <laughs> But I think there's somebody in South Africa that's downloaded all our podcasts. What makes you think that? Because we've had 14 episodes. Yeah. And we've had 14 downloads in South Africa. So someone's had a binge and listened to all of our shows. Well, I'd like to know. One, I want them to introduce themselves. To come on and say, hello, Mum. Hello, Stacey. It's only polite. It is. We've, we've sussed you out. So we'd like to know who you are so you can join our little group. Yeah. Uh, that was it, really. I just want to know, can the person in South Africa please put up their hand and let us know who you are, please? Yeah, it would be great if you could get in contact with us via Twitter or send us an email, roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Just say hi. Let us know who you are. It's exciting. I know. And then I can go, Hello. What are we going to do for our next episode? Have you got any good ideas of what we could talk about? I don't mind sex and bondage. I don't mind repeating it. Oh, we're going to do a whole episode on sex and bondage, are we? (sighs) We might as well. Okay, so let's have people choose it. Should I do a poll? Have we got some choices? No, let's have people choose it and we'll put all the choices into a hat and We'll properly take one at random. Okay, perfect. And if you do have a question for Belle the Lovely Dog, she does sulk a bit now because she's nearly ten. She's got advice to give, haven't you, Belle? When she's awake, she's lovely. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get some questions for Belle. <gasps> That'd be gorgeous, wouldn't it, Belle? The thing is, Belle doesn't make any noise except for snoring. I was going to say, it, it may not be good for a podcast for a silent dog. <laughs> But she looks at me in a very intelligent way and I know what she's thinking. Well, then you'll just have to translate for her. So are we good to go? Before we go, Mum, I have a little tidbit from the news. Right. And it's actually related to myths and legends. (gasps) Okay, then. That's good. What is it? This is a story in the Telegraph. So this is the truth. This is the truth. And this is from 2009. It's still the truth. The headline. Burglar scared off by man dressed as Thor after New Year party. (laughs) Okay. A construction firm manager returning from New Year's Eve fancy dress party scared off a burglar by charging at him dressed as the Norse god Thor. This man is called Torvald Alexander. He's six foot tall. He looked the part then. Yeah, 38 years old, in case you're wondering. He was wearing a a red cape and the Thunder God silver-winged helmet when he spotted the raider in his front room rifling through a desk. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this man and he's literally just wearing tinfoil with a red bed sheet wrapped around him. Well, to be fair, that would scare the Jesus out of you, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think just the fact that he turned up, as the guy went, went running. But Mr Alexander said, As soon as he saw me, his eyes went wide with terror. He, he looked like he had had a few drinks and decided to do a late-night break-in. But he hadn't counted on the god of thunder living here. Was that like a Swedish accent? That was my Swedish accent, yeah. Okay. It said, It took ages making the cape, helmet and breastplate. And I must admit, I was a bit chilly walking home. But, (laughs) But when I saw that guy, I just went mad and charged at him. 
My cape flying behind me. Oh, did the bloke get away? He did, but he left his shoes behind. Was it? I think he might have been sneaking. I think he was a spy. Did he have sneakers on? Well, he didn't. He left them behind. Is he maybe Cinderella? <laughs> Are they going to get married? Is this a love story? I haven't scrolled right down to the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. You don't know how it turns out, do you? I don't. But that's that. Okay. Well, that is good. Yeah. I've enjoyed doing this one. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for that, Stacey. You've been a legend. You've been a legend. Legend. <laughs> Moths and legends. No, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Belle, the lovely dog. Bye, Belle. Bye, Mum. Say goodbye, Kipper. Bye, Kipper. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody will feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.